Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that Greetings song. and welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Disaster averted for the American League in the bottom of the eighth inning. The National League pushes a run across, but that is it. They threatened, or did not push a run across. They threatened, but 
Nice sliding catch in left field, and the American League is now going to be three outs away from winning the All-Star game. They will bat with at least a three-run lead as the AL is batting right now up 5-2 in the top of the ninth inning. Craig Kimbrell in his final All-Star game for the Cubs before he becomes a Met. I mean, this is like this is a good <laughs> night to say goodbye to all the Cubs, Mike. We're, we're saying goodbye to all of them. They're, let you know, they're te- you know, doffing their caps saying, all right, great, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we'll be someplace else. My last All-Star game was a Cup. Very exciting. Well, you have that big play by Jared Walsh, the former 39, uh, round 39 pick. Shades of, you know, kind of Mike Piazza thing coming up. And he slides and steals a hit from Chris Bryant, who got one more at bat, right? We thought it was the last earlier in this game. Comes back through. But, yes, showcasing uh, their wares. The number of these all-stars figuring they're going to be in different uniforms, better-looking uniforms in two weeks' time. Maybe they just leave the game and they just get the new uniform. Like Kimbrel comes off and, and, you know, oh, I want to change uniforms. Oh, no, no. Why am I changing? Why am I getting a Mets uniform? Oh, you traded to the Mets. I'm sorry. Here you go. Just put this on and, and get, get on a plane. You're going to go. You're going to close this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll go do that. To that point, this there's been work. so much made about these uniforms over the course of the day. Or, and since they were announced, we did a lot, you know, when they were first revealed and just shook our collective heads. Uh, and the, the American League, obviously, the blue does look better. In the end, just bad designs. Give me back the individual teams wearing their own things. Wear your own cap, and let's go from there. Put a patch on it and make it a giant honking patch. I don't care, but let, let the hometown teams celebrate their guys. They're going to buy the all-star game jerseys. They're not buying these. Unless no, you go back look- to the vests. People would buy the vests. Yeah, well, yeah, vests are a cool look. I mean, I, I like vests. I got to admit with that. But no, but here's where I'm at. Like, like these uniforms that are getting a lot, they're getting a lot of attention and not good attention. The white uniforms, eh, they're just kind of there. But I like the blue. The blue uniforms look good. I don't know about the blue and the blue pants. That's kind of a strange look. It looks very world baseball classic uh, um, minor league baseball. Hey, we're going to wear all the blues today. I, I don't know that I like the blue well, and the blue some pants, of the but throwback, I like the throwback blue jerseys. Trash. The blue jerseys look good. Yeah, some of the throwback uh, trash uniforms of the NFL that we see where it's all one big block color, right? <laughs> when the Bears wear those prison guard ones from the 30s. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and the Bumblebee Steelers ones with the... With the uh, I mean, I celebrate the stripes them, on yeah. the shoulder pads. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, but like I said, I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the blue. The blue jersey looks good. It does look sharp. The white just looks like it's there. The red really stands out. And like I said, I'm not. I'm actually I like the white on white look. I'm not a fan of the blue on blue look. Like I thought the blue like with maybe gray pants with blue trim would look better. Uh, but the blue jersey, I got to say, the if you if I had to buy one, I would buy the blue one. The blue one looks pretty sharp. Yeah, and, and it would have a White Sox logo on some of them, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Well, today uh, the final shoe dropped with the Shohei Otani Stephen A. Smith drama that has engulfed uh, sports the past couple of days. Stephen A. Smith, who on ESPN gotten a lot of hot water for making comments about Shohei Otani that in this country uh, there shouldn't be a player who has to speak through an interpreter this on the heels of him saying i can't pronounce the players who play for nigeria uh in the basketball tune-ups he had a half-hearted apology on twitter 
a day ago. Then he had a bigger apology on Twitter a day ago, likely because ESPN said, you got to apologize. Uh, but then he went on TV today on ESPN on First Take to give a more in-depth apology for his words on Shohei Otani. Now, first things first, I'll tell you this. You see what I did there? See what I did there? See what I did there? And let me tell good. you this. Yeah. I told you he wasn't going to get suspended, and he didn't. And and because you're not going to suspend your biggest star because that you, you can't do it now. You could do it a few years ago when he wasn't, but when he's the network, if you suspend the biggest star, what does that say? So I knew they weren't going to suspend him. They were going to let him come on TV, do his thing, and then move on to the next great outrageous thing he's going to do, right? Because his job is outrageous takes, and I get it, and it works. He's highly paid, and ESPN is Stephen A. Smith. Again, I don't like talking about conversations about other networks and what people do, but when you're a big news story, congratulations, you're the news. So now you got to take it. Um, so I told you they weren't going to suspend him, and they didn't. Now he goes on the air today, and he gives his apology. I just want to play this little bit from the apology before we move on. This is Stephen A. Smith starting first take today, talking about his apology. Put the camera on me, please. I don't need press releases. I don't need statements from the company. I don't need all of this other stuff. Let me be the first to stand up and say that I want to express my sincere apologies to the Asian community and the Asian American community. All right, now he went on to give a longer apology, but that's kind of the tone of the apology he had. And first of all, I know I'm getting a sincere apology when the first thing you say is put the camera on me, please. So I can apologize. Put that really put the camera on me. Come on, seriously, man? Put the camera on me. I need to apologize. Put the camera on me. All right. This is not Hollywood where the star is going, wait, cut, cut, cut. I, I need a close up here. You know, I, I need a close up. I I, I can't uh, you know what? This character does something heroic. I, I think I need to do that heroic thing thing instead. Let's take it away. Give it to me. Put the camera on me. And then saying, I don't need a statement from the company. No, I just need the camera on me, right? Which is exactly what he wanted and exactly what ESPN wanted. The attention on his apology. Even though the apology wasn't great and you had to have other people come on the show and say, uh, this is not what we should be doing. This was a halfway apology and it was about him just getting more spotlight. You could tell he didn't want to apologize and he was going to take every moment to kind of just slowly and in a sideways way let you know I really didn't do this apology but put the camera on me because now I'm apologizing now I got to apologize I don't need the the network behind me uh wait a minute wait a minute why are you saying you don't need the network behind you this tells you how upset he was that he had to apologize why wouldn't you say something like I'm thankful for the network for giving me the opportunity to be on the air and everything else and here's what I want to say and I want to seem genuine he wasn't genuine he wants the camera on him and said I don't need the network to come and whoa whoa really now you're mad at them because they're making you apologize when you don't really want to and you made this up look that that's all it was he got what he wanted he wanted more spotlight right and 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 so that's exactly what happened and now they're moving on to whatever next incredible crazy thing he's going to say whatever players he doesn't know with the cowboys or whatever teams he's talking about he's going to move on to the next thing this accomplished exactly what they want this is not about an apology this is about oh hey this is a big deal and let's capitalize with it on television now okay because other controversies that happen where people say stuff, people don't always get a chance to go on the air and apologize. Sometimes, but not always. This was not even a thought. This was not even, hey, maybe we should take him off the air for a day. They took Rachel Nichols off the air for a day. They took duties away from her. No, I'm back in the seat doing the show, and now we're going to capitalize on this. So that's the number one thing. It was about getting a spotlight. But more importantly, Mike, this is something where 
I, you know, I, you hear this phrase all the time, and it, it I don't think it it applies to everyone, but there's certainly people it does apply to. And the phrase is stick to sports, right? You hear that all the time now, and it's insane. Stick to sports. Don't talk politics. Don't talk this. Stick to sports. There's a different meaning to stick to sports. It's not always about getting into politics, right? Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Sometimes it's about sticking to what you know. And I can't tell you how many people, and you can think about it off the top of your head, how many people that are either uh, on TV, on the radio, that get into trouble when they do what? When they get outside of sports. It doesn't need to be politics. Now, my politics are different from yours. It gets into things that aren't sports-centric, right? And this was not a sports take. This was Otani shouldn't need an interpreter, likely because he doesn't watch baseball, so he's looking for a hot, fiery take because the baseball all-star game is here and Otani's a big story. We got to talk about it. People are expecting us to talk about it. What are we going to say? When you don't have that, you go outside, you get into trouble. There are people that can't do it. We get outside of sports all the time. You know why? Because we know how to do it because that's a skill. All right? It's working hard. All right? It's not just saying, I'm just going to say whatever comes to my head, what I want to talk about. Work harder. Right? If you want to get outside of sports, work harder. Work harder at it and be able to do it and not have to worry about getting reprimanded or saying something that's incredibly offensive. Not everybody is cut out for talking outside of sports. So stick to sports sometimes. Is this what you're good at? This is what people are listening to you for? That's what you should do. I'm not saying censor what you want to say. No, but look, if your job is to be a sports commentator, okay. If you can get outside of sports and you can make that even a bigger conversation that brings more people in and, and, and has more opinions, great, do it. But if you find yourself getting into trouble when you get outside of sports, it's not the first time for him. It's not the first time for a lot of people when they get outside of sports get in trouble. Guess what? You probably should stick to sports all right it's it's not always about politics it's about what you can do and do it the right way where you can foster discussion you can entertain and not worry about do i still have a job tomorrow so sometimes when people say stick to sports this is for certain people that you understand that if you get outside of it and you can't do it you're opening up things that you don't want to get to well, you just got into an apology where the sincerity was questioned off the jump for the uh, idea of put the camera on me and now I'm going to give you a stump speech. I was waiting for some kind of music to start playing in the background as he did it and he started talking about as a guy who who calls out injustice and marginalization, then you should know better than what the hell you were saying. Right? I mean, that, that's it. You're the highest paid guy because you do draw eyeballs and ears and, and you clicks and all of this stuff to what you say and what you write. And there, there's a responsibility that goes along with it. And just saying, well, we all knew what he was trying to say. That doesn't cut it. You, you can't. So from now on, you're going to do that for everybody that misspeaks or, or says they misspeak in this type of way. No, it's, it's a trash argument to go down that line of thought as well. When the, the broad brush of, hey, this guy was speaking out against a race, religion, you know, sexual orientation, whatever it is. And then he's, well, you know, I misspoke. You misunderstood what I was trying to say. That, that doesn't work for anybody else. Right. So it doesn't work here. And it t- how many bites at the apple do you get to make an apology? And it still comes off and rings hollow. He had like seven chances. He had his first chance on Twitter. He had another chance on Twitter. Well, and then he did one on social media. Oh, right. Like he took I the know. video. He had yeah. all, like all these different things. And, and in the end, just say you said something dumb. Move on. Stop couching it and trying to you know give all these different things and and explain it away. Just 
you you miss misguided misdirected terrible discussion and just you know then saying well you know, he brought out the i have asian american friends who call like come on man <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like yeah. what are we doing yeah so it, it it's just another lesson of in our media world that this is 48 hours 72 hours flashpoint uh and i know a lot of folks were then critical because there were very very little time in terms of an apology for the surname from the nigerian team that he just dismissed and tried to make a joke out of as it were so it's it's not done yet because you still see a lot of that in the social media sphere i i just think it's interesting in a job where we do our best in our wordsmithing and to get our points across when you're you know hot mic and analyzing things in live and in living color as they're happening on a basketball court or a baseball diamond, etc. You, you get into excited, excitability and maybe your point isn't 100% as you would like because it's not workshopped with a team of writers, producers, and everybody else. Ahead of them going on TV, that was... Right. That, that's not extemporaneous speaking. Hey, guys, the camera's rolling in five, four. Just talk about whatever you're going to talk about. No, they know damn well what they're doing. A block, B block, etc. Yeah, look, and it's one thing if you're saying, hey, we're going to react to this game live and we're talking about the game. This is what we do for it's what everybody does. OK, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk on the fly about what it's like. We're talking about the All-Star game tonight, what we're seeing. We're doing it. But, yeah, this is something that is planned, planned in advance. And it was biffed. And the apology was biffed at least three times, maybe four, depending on how far you want to go. And it took other people on the show to say, hey, what are we doing with this? Jeff Pass and I, what are we doing with this? Why, we shouldn't be doing this. We should be celebrating guy like like Shohei Otani. I mean, really, this is how far it went, but it goes to show when you get outside of sports, it is a skill. It's a skill to be able to do it. And if you can't do it, you shouldn't because it's just going to be heartache and pain and you're going to wind up in situations like this where you embarrass yourself. If you can get outside of sport, do it. But it takes a little bit of work. It's not just, I want to say this and I can go on and do it because you know what? I've been doing this show now for 10 years and I'm bored and I can give you a sports take in my sleep. So I'm going to go do it. No, you got to work a little bit harder. Rat. Got to do a little bit more work if you want to do something like this. You want to get outside of it. Like I said, not hey, everybody can. And can I do this for 30 seconds really quick before we uh, take a, a quick uh, respite? The idea that Otani is now in the argument as the face of baseball. Why? Because people are clamoring to see more. People want to see at-bats. People are tuning in and clicking on video clips of home runs or watching him strike out the side. I was marveling in person with his first start of the season against the White Sox and the type of command and movement he had early in that game. So it's one of those things, as you see it, word of mouth, and it's fan-driven. No matter how much you want to go from the top down of media pushing a guy, no, no, no. This has been the groundswell of fans and the international game really pushing it forward twitter at how about a fresca mike at swollen dome the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. we'll have more on this controversy but coming up next are we going to be talking about an american league victory and then over the national league in the all-star game or is the national league rallying and making it interesting here in the bottom of the ninth that's coming up next right here fox Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! Yo. It is over in Colorado. Once again, the American League has won the All-Star Game. They beat the National League 5-2. to two. And, you know, we don't talk enough, Mike, about how much the National League just gets dominated in All-Star Games. They've won three times since 1996. That's like Michigan, Ohio State, and football. Yes, it is. Three times they've won since 1996. They won three games in a row uh, in, in the mid-2000s, uh, the 2010s, and that's been it. Every other time, the American League has won, no matter where the venue, no matter the, the venue, the seating, no matter where it was, National League parks, American League parks, on the moon, makes no difference. The American League has only lost three games since 1996. Joining Victory. us now on the hotline to break it all down, MLB Network insider extraordinaire, Fox Sports Radio baseball insider. It is the guy who played for the American League, uh, the National League, the last time they won. No, he didn't actually. Uh, it is John Paul Morosi. <laughs> JP, what's happening, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great, and uh, that is what you call a well-produced radio program in that when you make the Michigan-Ohio State comparison, you say, hey, Let's go to the guy who lives in Michigan for perspective <laughs> on this one-sided AL dominance over the NL. That's just brilliant radio producing and hosting right there. So so if I'm reading you right, it's Rich Rodriguez's fault the National League can't win these games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, well we, are, we are now opening up a, uh, a, a line of discourse that we need not traverse at the moment. Okay, all right. So then how about this, then? Why can't the National League win this game more often? Because there's so much talent on the American League side. Because the AL starting pitcher was in the home run derby last night. And uh, <laughs> Shohei Otani gets the win. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, apparently uh, being named most valuable player. Uh, what a moment that is. So when you add it all together and you think about the amount of young talent in this game, uh, certainly a lot of it is on the American League side. Of course, Tatis Jr. is on the NL side, but Shohei Otani lived up to the billing. He's the winning pitcher. He was able to get his at-bat, and, and then, of course, Vlad is the hero. And how great is it that Fox was interviewing Fernando Tatis Jr.? So Joe Buck is speaking with Tatis right as Vlad hits it, and then Tatis uh, says to him in Spanish, hey, how about you admire that a little bit longer? Just some great <laughs> moments. And that's where, guys, I, I, I look at it. We talk so much about the way the game is marketed, and, and I get it. There's there's always a lot of conversation about that. But tonight was a great showcase for the game. I don't know how anyone could watch this game tonight and say, nah, you know, baseball's not fun anymore. No, there, there was so much fun in this game. I loved it as a baseball fan. I, I loved the way Fox presented it. There was this tremendous brilliance throughout. And, and, guys, I'll say this, too. It's kind of inside baseball a little bit. But when you mic the players and they can talk to you, you see how much they love the game, the relationships, the talk that happens on the field, all those little nuances that really make you feel more connected to the sport. It makes a huge difference. And I want to give a lot of credit to MLB and the MLBPA for making that happen tonight. 
I think that's got to be something to stay and expand. Like the interview yes. with Chris Bryant was fantastic, talking about versatility and also, you know, showing his wares for uh, prospective trades. But we'll get to that in a minute because you got a full team worth of guys that will probably get dealt in the next two weeks. Uh, but the, those interviews, the, the little pieces of individuality, Pete Alonzo spinning the chain and then getting kicked out of a Denver bar at the end of last night. All those great moments that we've had in the last 48 hours, JP. It was a great showcase. Great job by Major League showcase. Baseball. And I, I thought one of the other fun things was when you're listening to Nelson Cruz talk with, with Joe Buck and John Smoltz, you hear his you hear his chain rattling on the microphone in the, in the, in the distance a little bit there. That's just great. It's, it's so much fun uh, to just to, to get the personality of the players and to hear the dialogue on the field. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I've been really blessed to cover the sport for a long time. And one of the things that I've uh, come across as time has gone on is just how much the players really appreciate each other and how they allow themselves to be fans of each other and, and how during the course of the All-Star game and, and the All-Star weekend festivities, there was so much conversation around Otani, and there should be. And I also loved how the players themselves were part of it. They were also marveling at what he does. And they were, I think, allowing the game to be elevated uh, as, as a result of it. So I just think that from the players to MLB to, to Fox and ESPN last night, there was just a lot of really, really well done presenting of the Jewel events. And I just think it's, it's great for the game. This has been a great, and really you add in the Futures game and the draft on Sunday with MLB Network, there was, just, there was a lot of great, great shows and a lot of projecting of what the future of the game looks like. And I really think it was well done overall by the sport. JP, when, when I say what are the challenges facing Major League Baseball and what they can do to move forward, you know, you've talked about some things tonight. I want to throw out a crazy idea that Mike and I got into first hour of the show, okay? I want, I want, you, I want you to listen, and then I want you to give me your honest opinion on it, okay? I sure. understand. Okay. So we saw today Rob Manfred said that, look, there's going to be no more seven-inning doubleheaders and runners starting out on second base and extra innings next year. This was a COVID year thing. They thought it was better for safety. I kind of like the runner at second base. It gives the extra innings a little bit more juice. I kind of like the seven-inning doubleheaders. But let me just say this for a second. This is a time now where you see every single major sport go through changes, right? Major League Baseball could move the mound back a foot because of the pitcher's error. We've seen the NBA introduce a new basketball. They could be shortening the quarters. They've added a play-in tournament. The NFL has added a game. If Major League Baseball went to seven-inning games regardless, every game became a seven-inning game, you would get a better game, you would get a greater sense of urgency from the teams, you wouldn't burn through relief pitchers like teams are now, and you'd be able to, to extend your and get great play for a longer. It would be a better broadcast. You would adapt to the 21st century fan needs. Uh, remember, the NBA, you're not suffering when you didn't have the, the three-point shot, but boy, the three-point shot really made a big difference. Baseball has made tons of changes. You can make more changes. Do you care about the records like we did in baseball in the past? No. You know, my generation, you and I, we grew up knowing all the different numbers. Hank Aaron's home runs pete rose's base hits all the but after the steroid era and and the mitchell report i don't think records mean as much anymore so oh, we're playing seven inning games we're not going to see someone hit home run 
that's okay. We're not about records like we were anymore. I get that it's a very difficult thing to get used to. You could make up the commercials someplace else. You'd have two sets of commercials in a half inning if you wanted to. You could take a break, all these different things. It sounds crazy, but if you went to a seven-inning game, the fans would embrace it. I think the players would embrace it. While it sounds crazy, it might be something that's a little bit smoother. And when you talk about making a, a changing sports landscape worth it, this is really not anything that sports like baseball and other sports haven't already started to adapt. So now you heard my thing. What do you think? Well, I, I don't think we have to go there yet. I think that it's a valid suggestion. I realize that it's probably not where baseball is going based on what the commissioner said today. But I also think one thing else that the commissioner said today about uh, potentially uh, regulating the shift or outlawing it and mandating two players on either side of second base, that that might, in, in his words, bring the game back to being the way it was. And, and I really think that if that if, if adjusting the infielders brings the game back to the essence that we appreciated growing up, then we may not need to, to chop off those two innings at the end of the game. I also think that the, the rosters are structured right now around a nine-inning game when you think about relief pitching and the way the starters are used. I mean, you, you bring up a lot of very valid points, and I think that they all should be considered on the continuum of – of the game, but I think when you change the number of innings, that's a pretty dramatic move. I, I'm not saying that it should be off the table. I, I think it, it's important to consider all options. I just think that let's see how it looks when we don't have the shift anymore, if in fact that's what baseball is looking at the next few years. Let's let that play out a little bit. And if we're still having this conversation two, three years down the line, then I'm more willing to have a more dramatic discussion about going nine innings to seven. I just, I just think that for now, let's, let's try to deal with the game competitively as it is in the field and then make the more transformative changes down the line if we feel like it's necessary. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman here uh, going nationwide with our guy, John Paul Morosi. You hear him all across the network, of course, working with the MLB Network, NHL Network. He now gets to exhale because the Stanley Cup final. Well, it's a final, and now it's the sprint, dead sprint toward the trade deadline. You follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. Leave out the H-J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. And he is a proud Michigander as we began the conversation discussing. So, JP, out, out of this game and out of this weekend, all, all the excitement, what, what was the highlight for you and, and propelling into the second half? Sure, I think for me it was that Otani was was as advertised. You, know, he did not win the Derby last night, but he's a winning pitcher tonight. The the young talent delivered. I think that's probably the headline: young talent delivers. And, and you would see Vlad winning the MVP, Otani the winning pitcher uh, last night. I would still consider Alonso to be a young talent. Trey Mancini, all he has been through to come back and, and nearly win the Derby, that was an incredible story. Uh, Jared Walsh making the defensive play of the game. You know, Who knew we had two Angels, two-way stars in the game? Jared Walsh made five relief appearances for the Angels in 2019. And he actually was a two-way player at the University of Georgia and was a late-round pick, a 39th-round pick, a round that no longer exists. 
He was one of the stars of this game with a great catch in left field. So I, I, I think that was my, my takeaway was the young stars showed up, they delivered, and the new technology. And it's not necessarily in this case – the metrics and exit velocity, although that's helpful and, and the, the distance is helpful too on, on the home runs. But to me, guys, it was the storytelling. It was the ability to be able to talk with the players during the game, understand their personalities better. That, that to me, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a storytelling person by nature. I'm a talker by nature. You guys have probably learned that about me over the, uh, over the five, <laughs> six, seven years that we've talked every week. Bit. I mean, I, I like to talk, okay? So I'm a talker. And so when you, when you get a chance to, to share your story and, and talk to Freddie Freeman about his son meeting Fernando Tatis Jr., I mean, that guys, that's magic, man. That, that gives me goosebumps. That, that carries more weight with me than the numbers does. Now, I'm not like other people might care about the numbers more than I do, but that for me, having Freddie talk about that with Joe Buck tonight, that's magic, and that's what connects me, what connects all of us to the game that we love. Uh, JP, lastly, because I know I'm going to say JP loves this story, even though I haven't brought it to you yet. Uh, The MLB draft this week, the Angels selected 20 pitchers in 20 rounds. And I think that is such an awesome idea and a way to stockpile the organization and succeed by sheer volume. I'm sure you're going to say you love it. Same reasons I do. Different reasons. Where are you? I love it. Uh, clearly, the Angels, I mean, look, it, it is a new era for a couple reasons. Shorter draft and also the, the developmental timeline has been compressed. The Angels know clearly, look at their lineup, look at their depth chart. They need pitching. We have said for years the Angels need more pitching. Well, Perry Manassian, year one as a GM, you got the message, my friend, because you drafted pitchers. So I I think it's great you're drafting for need, which we almost never hear of in baseball. You always say, hey, we take the best player on the board. Yeah, that's generally speaking a very fine approach. But I love what the Angels have done here. We need pitching. You handle it. Of course, you've now shrunk the, the minor league pitching uh, pool just because you have fewer affiliates now. So you've got to bring in all the quality that you can, including the great Mo Hanley from Division Three. Adrian College in the great state of Michigan. How about that? He's a native of the Virgin Islands, and he's pitching for Division Three Adrian College here in the great state of Michigan. And he's, now he's an Angels draft pick. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio Insider. JP, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Love it. You never know when I'm going to drop some Division Three baseball information. <laughs> my brother was a former Kalamazoo College Hornet. So Division Three baseball is near and dear to my heart. Uh, hey, my cousin's going to Grand Lakes on a scholarship. Yes, congratulations. Yep. I love yep. that. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Grand Lakes on a scholarship. He's very excited about it. I said, where's my Grand Lakes hat? He goes, oh, I got to go get one for you. I'm like, yeah, you got to go get me one. You're making him spend his money. Who's their mascot? Uh, The Laker. No, I don't know. I don't know the Grand Lakes mascot. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. (laughs) I love it, my friends. Thanks for the conversation as always, guys. Thanks a bunch. See you, buddy. Appreciate it. There goes John Paul Morosi. <laughs> uh, yeah, the same cousin, Mike, who told me, I said, take Alonzo in the home run derby. He said, oh, you're just saying that because he's a Mets fan. Give me somebody else. Yeah, yeah that's the one who's going to baseball scholarship to Grant. Great. So Grand Lakes, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, yeah, in Michigan. He's been very excited. Uh, he's hoping to go there, and, and you know, everybody, like everybody goes, and you, and you go someplace after the first couple of years, it goes someplace bigger. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll dig it. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass, man. And we got some big stuff coming off of the MLB All-Star Game coming up in a few minutes. Vlad Guerrero Jr. used an interpreter during his MVP interview, and the world is still spinning. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, uh, But a couple of big stories out of the NBA, you know, one involving a potential trade and one involving a big star who most likely is going to stay with his current team. Uh, maybe you saw the big rumors today. Look, uh, the potentially Lonzo Ball could be on the move. The Clippers and the Bulls are interested. The Sixers listen Lakers. to trade offers for Ben Simmons. Uh, everybody like, well, could be the Lakers getting Lonzo Ball back. Uh, and then there's Colin Sexton to the Knicks which seems like something that's going to happen because they're talking about players and what could go the other way. And Kevin Knox and Obi Toppin in the first round pick, and yes, and do it right now. Yes, 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 yes. Why isn't that done? I'm pressing a button to try to make that done. Uh, it's starting to get fun right now as we talk about NBA trades, and those are the three big ones. But Colin Sexton, Knicks thing, ah, it seems like that's got a lot of juice to it, Mike Harmon. Look at you. You're just so giddy just off of that. You go to the stats and and what he's been able to do and and putting up some good point totals for you. Uh, Third-year man all the way up to 24-3 in anonymity. It's one of the few times we'll get to yell, Cleveland, over the next few days here before we start breaking down. There you go. Before we start breaking down training camp uh, data and making predictions for the new NFL season. But no, he, he's a guy that needs a, a bigger spotlight. He would come in and, and give you some extra juice offensively, most definitely. So, yeah, make that trade. Oh, Kevin Draft Knox. picks don't matter. Just Kevin push him away. Yeah. A first-round pick, which is like the 21st overall pick. They right. want Kevin Knox. They like Obi Toppin. Hey, yeah, okay, give me a guy that can score 25 a game that's going to handle the ball the majority of the time. Yes, yes, well, that's yes, just it. make it happen. Yeah, if, you, if they want to try to develop the other two guys, have at it. Mm, man. Uh, now, the other big news today, uh, and you just heard a little bit of it from Ralph Irvin, Kawhi Leonard underwent successful surgery on Tuesday for a partial tear of the ACL in his right knee. The Clippers say there's no timetable right now for his return, but let's just use a time of six months being – topics of conversation going into the offseason was is Kawhi Leonard going to opt out of his contract and sign somewhere else uh judging by this news here I can't see that happening is he really going to say all right I'm gonna be out I don't know how long or when I can come back it's already the end of July which means I'm not coming back until the season is is a month or two old at least maybe even more than that am I gonna sign with a new team and try to figure it out and not knowing how healthy I'm going to be or when I'm going to play again, that's a lot of unknown. And when I can have one year, we see if we can figure it out with the Clippers where we made it to the Western Conference Finals and I was hurt. We might have gone to the finals if I was healthy. I can't see him leaving. He should stay, stay one more year with the Clippers, see what you can accomplish, and if it doesn't work then, 
Okay, then you can go someplace else. But I, I, I would be really surprised if he decided I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to get out there in the offseason and opt out and sign a bigger deal. Uh, he's got $36 million coming to his way this year. It's not quite the top of what a guy like Chris Paul is going to get, probably $44 million, but I don't know that you can make that move and think this is going to work out for me. I know it's a safer move, but yeah, okay, you got $36 million, you don't know when you're coming back, your team made it to the conference finals, this all says stay. The only way it works is if you pull a Brooklyn Nets. Hey, we're not going to be available this year. Okay, we'll wait and, and wait for you to be on your timeline. we got a couple of young guys. They'll get extra reps, which means they'll be ready when you're physically sound and ready to play. I could see a couple of teams maybe making that pitch and trying to bring him out out of L.A. It's just a question of how much does he believe in the nucleus that they have here and what kind of – rabbits can they pull out of the proverbial hat if you're Jerry West and the Clippers brass what what are you bringing in to help fortify the team to push to the next level if you end up making a move like this and you decide to go it's got to be with a team where you sign a long-term deal with. It's got to be where, okay, I'm going to do four years here. And oh, sure. would a team want to do that? Would you want to do that? Would Kawhi want to get locked in? No one's going to pay him, hey, we'll do two years, and the first one we're not going to really see you at all. Uh, no, teams are going to want more, and is he going to want to sign somewhere for four years? The NBA's a year-to-year proposition now. I, realize, I don't <laughs> see how that comes up for him to go. No, just the way you said that. Would you do that? You know my opinion on those kind of things. <laughs> Hell no. But theoretically, someone else might say, bring it on. A couple of big stories coming off the baseball all-star game coming up next right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.